If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey everybody, episode 47 of the R&R Show is brought to you by Fun Again Games. And hello, Ruel, how are you, sir? I am doing fantastic, Richard. Always happy to be here. How are you doing? I'm doing much better today after my wasp attack of yesterday when I got stung over a half a dozen times all over my face and arms. That is... Yeah, it, you had shared the story a little earlier, and I'm still sort of like at the you know freaked out uh, bit to it. I mean, I'm glad you're okay. Like, I feel like that normally would just like take oh, yeah. you out for a day or a couple of days. I, I found out. I guess I'm not allergic, and I'm very very lucky in that regard. And I'm very very lucky to be married to a very prepared woman uh, who uh, heard me scream from half a city block away and was immediately <laughs> by my side with cortisone cream and antihistamines. And I live to. Uh, R&R another day. Nice, Whew. nice, nice. Woo! Yes! Well, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're here, and I'm happy to start talking about some games rather, some, uh, rather than a wasp attack. I think it's a lot more fun talking about games. But, I think um, so. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, before we get to that, there is one more thing to talk about. The fact that one lucky viewer of this episode of the show is going to be able to win a $50 gift certificate from Fun Again Games, sponsor of the show. And you might want to use that on some of the games we're about to talk about today. But, well, how do they win? Yeah, friends, to win your very own uh, gift card to uh, Fun Again Games, what you're going to do is watch the episode, enjoy it, check out all the games that we're uh, talking about today. It's very important we'll you enjoy it. Your yes, uh, entry is null and void it. if you don't have a good time. I don't know why. That's a terrible <laughs> you know, yeah, it, It's going to be, though. Uh, so <laughs> listen for the secret word, and the secret word or the phrase uh, will be spoken by either Richard or myself. And would you like to share what our secret phrase is? The secret is word for today is bowling. The secret word bowling, is folks. bowling. Bowling. And one, so of, us one of us will casually drop bowling yeah. in the middle of a conversation while we're doing our top 10 countdown. It might be me. It might be Ruel. And uh, whichever game is being discussed at that moment, you need to send as the subject of an email to contest at rotto.com. And if you do that, uh, you will be entered to win a $50 gift certificate, which can apply towards, uh, you know, games or shipping, all the rest of it. And um, should we tell why bowling? No, we should not tell why bowling. No, but we'll tell them where to find out why Why bowling. bowling? Uh, why bowling every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Pacific. Well, actually, not every Tuesday, every uh, the f- last Tuesday of the exactly. month. We do the R&R show, which is what you're watching right now, but we do a pre-show we record this live on Twitch, but before we even do the actual countdown, we're hanging out with the audience, just answering questions, being silly and whatnot, and the audience helps us uh, pick a word or a phrase that's going to be used for the contest. And in this case, we talked about a very specific game, and you're going to have to go watch uh, the extended version. I cannot stress what. enough how mu- how a- how enlightening it is. One of the segments we do in our pre-show is called Ruel Ranks, where Ruel does like a little mini-review of a game or two from his uh, vast collection of unranked games, and uh, the audience watching live gets to choose, and uh, the the two they chose this week, one of them 
has made me genuinely interested in bowling as a topic, which I don't care about bowling at all. But the yep. design of this game, which I had never heard of, that Ruel talked about and ranked, just blew my mind, as did for everybody watching. So, if you want to catch the extended version of this episode of the RR, hit that eye in the top right corner of the screen, or go follow the links down in the show notes. You will not regret it. And uh, you'll get to hear all about, uh, a bit more about the, uh, the sting attack, and uh, <laughs> we'll talk about all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, check out that extended uh, version, folks, and um, you'll hear all about bowling, wasps, and much, much more. Yes. But you know what? If you're just here for the games, you are in the right place because we are now ready to talk about our top 10 games we buy right now for the month of July. Uh, the way we do this list is uh, the morning of or the night before, we go on Fun Again site and see, hey, what's new? What's on sale? Uh, what's in the ding and dent section? What really jumps out at us? We each come up with our own list. It gets uh, you know combined so we don't have any overlaps. And then we count them down. And now here's the thing. Before we get to that, I've got one more thing I would like to look at a little bit before we get to our countdown because I thought we had missed the Fungin Games flash sale. It was originally only going to last for a weekend, but I just found out this morning at the same time they sent me the uh, sponsorship. Hey, by the way, we extended the flash sale. I'm like, we've already come up with our list. It's too late. It's too late. But there were definitely some games in their flash sale that we would have put on the list. So I thought I would just let everybody know there are some amazing deals. Ruel, are there any in here that would have made this list today that are on the flash sale right now? Oh, yeah. I'm looking dead straight into one right there, Luna Capital. That yep. game is terrific. Yes, and, it is. Um, it's a beautiful tile-laying game from DeVere Games. And what is it, 28 5 bucks? Yep, yep, oh, yep. my gosh. That's, yeah, save yeah, 16 that, bucks. Uh, Concordia is rightly yeah. one of um, you know the greatest ever from uh, designer Matt Gertz. And... Yep. Um, Oh, see what else? Oh, I, down here at the bottom. I, this is where it got really yep. interesting. Uh, yeah. Now or Never from Ryan Lockett. Mm-hmm. Let me show you how serious I am about this. Cart. It's in Ooh, my cart. I am <laughs> this close to uh, go time and picking nice. this up. Because re- I've only played the prototype. I really want to play it. And, well, I need help. Because I am yeah. so close to getting the super deluxe upgraded metal car Kanban EV as well. Oh, oh my I, goodness. I need wow. to be talked off the ledge here because I want <laughs> it so badly. How much is it? It's, oh, uh, it's, 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 it's almost 200 And the thing yeah, is, okay, I can't just do now or never because, you know, you get free shipping at 100 So what else am I going to put on? I've wanted yeah. this Kanban so bad for so long. You know, you're you're talking to the wrong guy to talk you out of the combine because I, I'm the guy that just backed the new Castles of Burgundy. Um, oh yeah, uh, get yep. found, which was over like two hundred fifty dollars. Yep. So I'm gonna say yeah, do the combine thing, but I'm gonna leave this for off screen. You're gonna have to wrestle with that you know, okay. yourself, my friend. Well. Enough about that. Uh, like I said, folks, yes. the uh, flash sale as of this moment is still going on. I think it'll be going on. I think it says it now until supplies last. So definitely check that out. There were definitely mm-hmm. some of them that would have made our list, but we made the list too early. And with yeah. that out of the way, Ruel, are you ready to go? Do you have our number uh, 10 queued up? Yeah, I am ready to go. So I'm going to queue up our number 10 uh, games that we buy right now. Uh, and this is one called a Dice Throne. Yes. Now, yep. This yep, yep. is a fantastic dice rolling game. And we're talking... You know, you've got the the OG one, Yahtzee, right? Think of Yahtzee and tons of theme, tons of different characters, tons of different ways you can uh, roll these dice. And I'm excited because I've not played Dice Throne Adventures. Oh, okay, you yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's all kinds of stuff on sale right now, fun again. And I'm glad that we found this because I want to play all this stuff. I've only played the original game a couple of times. Um, I love it as a two-player game. I love it as 
up to about four. I played the six-player game. Honestly, it was a little too long for what okay. it was. Yeah, I could but see that. Two-player game is fantastic. I'm really interested in the Dice Throne Adventures. You said this was a cooperative adventure game, I believe? That is correct. It takes the, um, oh, what do you call it? The, um, uh, you know, the dueling head-to-head combat of the original game, which is based on special powers and dice, and creates a big, sprawling um, you know, campaign adventure cooperative game that you can play through where you're using the combat system to fight little bosses or little monsters fighting up against big mo- uh, monsters and uh, you can also get painted miniatures that represent some of the classic Ooh. dice throne characters as well so um, that's all going on and as I understand it another thing that's a big deal they've got uh, amongst all their dice throne stuff the exclusive from the most recent dice throne kickstarter campaign uh, which, oh, if you missed that nice. campaign, I think there were like some exclusive promos and whatnot. You cannot get if you didn't back the Kickstarter campaign, unless you check this out. Nice, yeah. Yep. So this is all stuff that I have not even you know touched or played. So I am excited for that. I uh, love Dice Throne, and that's why it's our number ten games that we buy right now. Okay, folks, that is nice, but not quite as nice as number nine on the list, at least as far as I'm concerned. One Card Wonder is definitely worth checking out. And I have to admit, I didn't really know much about this game at first. I'd heard of it, and I mean, I'll admit, you know, just the title, One Card Wonder. Oh, making a wonder of the world, and it's one card? Okay, what does that mean? So, I actually went uh, yesterday and watched a playthrough of it by Heavy Cardboard, uh, Edward and Jess, and I was super impressed by this. It looks really, really cool. The game comes with a big old bunch of tarot cards, and uh, you know they represent different wonders, and each time you play, uh, there's going to be a quick draft. Everybody gets one wonder they're working on. You have a collection of stuff that you need to build up, and, um, and then everybody gets uh, another card that is like their Oh, I don't know, I guess they're kind of worker placement slash set collection card. So everybody has two cards, uh, but the one card wonder uh, is what you're trying to build. And the game itself is a cube drafting game. You're pulling cubes out of a bag, you know, trying to make tough choices about which ones do you keep for yourself, which ones do you put in a public square that other people can then grab using special powers and whatnot. And you're grabbing the right stuff to either build, um, you know, piece by piece, brick by brick, your ancient wonder or some of the special buildings you've got on your little worker placement board that will make certain powers you have, because this is a worker placement game as well, more and more um, meaningful as well. It is literally just a very... I don't know if it's quite a micro game. It probably comes with more than 18 cards, which I think is the official definition of a micro game. But it basically comes with just a a handful of tarot-sized cards, uh, cubes, and some cool little obelisks that represent your um, buildings as you're building them, or they represent your workers, one or the other. But the gameplay looks really nice and crunchy, and yet it's a filler. It's a 15-20 minute game that'll just give you tons of crunch in a very, very short time frame. So a lot of bang um, for the buck in our number nine, the one card wonder. Wow, this looks super cool. I've never heard of this game. Oh, and really? Yeah, everything you've talked about, that that that's everything I love about games. I, I love micro games that give you that crunch within like 15-20 minutes. So uh, yeah, this looks fantastic. I'm super excited to check this one out. Sweet. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, let's uh, move on uh, to our number eight. And uh, this one, yes, I feel like it's an underrated game, uh, my friend. Uh, this one doesn't get as much love as this designer and some other games, Via Nebula by Martin Wallace. Okay, this is, wow. Yeah, this is basically 
I feel like it's an introduction to uh, Wallace's train games. And you'll notice there's not one train on this board. Oh, no, it has there's nothing not. to do with trains. But it's got it's this really funky like world set in like uh, the mist, and you're trying to clear out the mist so you can you know uh, move. Uh, it's basically pick them and deliver like uh, yep. other of his classic train games. But it's done in such a little light lighthearted and family accessible way. Um, you don't even notice that you're basically playing a train game. Mm -hmm. You're taking actions to lay tiles, or in this case, the little meadows or fields, and then you're gathering resources. And here you have to, you know, um, connect uh, the fields to the other resources yep. so you can create those resources to create to fulfill the contracts that you have. I mean, folks, it is a train game, but they put this really funny theme to it. It's got super cute meeples. I, I mean, some of the best pig meeples I've seen out there, little, little <laughs> piggles or whatever you want to call them. Super cute. Um, and it doesn't, it's, I mean, it does feel like a train game, but as you're playing it with, um, you know, either new gamers or people who don't like train games, you're, you're, yeah. you're sort of snuck it in there. Almost like a Trojan horse, right? It's like, hey, I let's like that. That is a really good point. If you love train right? games and you want to play them with people and they're like, ah, there's no way yeah. I could ever be entertained by this. Yeah. Have you? Let me. Well, okay, let's put that aside. How about this completely yeah. different game that has nothing to do with what we were just talking about? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Like, let's let's put away the boring tracks and the coal and everything else. Hey, you've got pigs, you've got re uh, uh, wood and brick, and uh, you're just flying around trying to clear the mist in this magical land. And the, all of a sudden, within 45 minutes, you've just created this wonderful uh, gaming experience, which is basically a train game. It's, I would call it uh, sort of like a gateway Martin Wallace game for his I would say so, yeah. Fair. Yep. Yes, and that's why it's our number eight via Nebula. That is an excellent choice. I hadn't thought about that one for a while. What put it on your list? So you'd been thinking about it or... No, I was like, just as you know, as we do our homework uh, for these episodes, yeah. it just popped up and it was like, okay, it was like twenty bucks off or something, and I'm like, I haven't played that game in a while. And fun fact, folks, so I actually I've had I've had two copies of this game. I bought it one time, mm -hmm. I traded it away, and then I was thinking about, it, I was like, you know what? I really like that game. I need to trade back for it. So I yes. found another friend, and yeah, it, it's funny. I've done that with a few games in Divya Nebula. It's a keeper. It's a wonderful game. That's why it's our number eight. I completely, one hundred percent agree with that. Such a, a smart, clever design. Uh, yeah. Clean and elegant. I mean, just fun, uh, but also good for gamers too. Uh, you know, for for gamer oh, yeah. geeks, there's enough crunch there. Uh, to keep you engaged too while in introducing uh, folks who want nothing to do with your 18xx's or your right. um age of steams uh it's yeah it's it's, it's so cool on so many levels yeah and i remember like uh the first time i played it i actually played with a bunch of my buddies who love 18xx games and we we're playing it and they were like having a great time with it and they're like oh my gosh this is basically a train game i was like right it's great so yeah it, it's good for uh new gamers and veteran gamers as well as Excellent. you pointed out all right cool. well then Let's move on to number seven. Um, this one, honestly, surprised me. I didn't think it would have gone on my list, but the more I thought about it, the more I really came to the conclusion that Exit the Game, Lord of the Rings, is something I have to have in my life. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, you know, a few years ago, we st we got an explosion of Escape Room in Your Home style games. I mean, this, gosh, mm -hmm. must even be like, three or four or five years ago, I think when it all really started off with the Exit the Game uh, with, and uh, what's the other one? Um, the Unlock um, series, I think. Are those the Unlock two? series, yeah. yep. Uh, both are great. And for a while, Jen and I were playing every single one of them as they would come out. And after a few years of that, we got kind of burned out. And I started saying, well, thank you. I know you'd like to send me another review copy of one, but I think we played enough of these for now. Then I found out one set in the Lord of the Rings, Shadows Over Middle Earth, is... I'm not... I, I'm not even going to try and show a picture because the whole notion of these, if you show pictures, you're showing spoilers. So the important thing of 
um, you know, getting to pretend you are a hobbit in the land of Mordor or wherever, or Bree or whatever it might be, solving puzzles, pushing, um, you know, the story ahead, uh, revealing new, un- uh, never-before-seen sides of Tolkien's world, and working with your loved ones who love Tolkien even more than you is an absolute must-have. The last time I played an Escape Room in Your Home game was from the Unlock series, and it was the Star Wars-themed one. And I have to admit, I oh, liked yeah. it a lot. It really pulled me back in. And Star yes. Wars has got nothing on Lord of the Rings in our house. So I must, 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 Ruel, play Exit the Game, Lord of the Rings. Um, Shadows yeah. over Middle-Earth. I, I Yeah, I, you know, I was the same way. Like, I'm not the biggest escape room uh, in a box fan, but yeah. give me the ones with theme. Like, you mentioned the Star Wars. I'm like, I love those. I devoured those. And this one, I, I would be too. I'm like, I'm curious to see what other uh, IPs that uh, some of these companies will, you know, partner with and, uh, you know, bring them to the escape room experience. I think it's really, really Definitely. Really Where's cool our Star Trek one? Where's the right? Enterprise having just Enterprise. barely survived a Klingon attack yeah. and the whole place is falling apart and you're on the bridge and you got to get to, oh, man. Yeah, exactly. But Give in the me meantime, Lord me of the Rings. Oh my gosh, yes. Great choice. All right. Uh, let's continue with our list here. Uh, moving on to our number six. Yes. I'm curious to see if you've played this one before. I, okay. I love this game. Number six is Adrenaline. Uh, no, Adrenaline. I haven't. Yeah. Um, so I'll tell you why you haven't played it. It's because it's minimum three players. Yes. But I was hoping that you'd play it at a, a, a convention or whatever. But this game is criminally underrated. Um, it is a first-person shooter. Yeah. And, you know, the first thing you think of first-person shooter, oh, it's an Ameritrash game. No. This is a Euro game uh, through and through. Um, it's got the Ameritrash theme where, you know, as a first-person shooter, you're going around picking up weapons and, you know, trying to take out your opponents. But it does very clever area control. And you're going to, you know, you are going to suffer a couple of uh, deaths during the game. But like any good first-person shooter, you're going to get right back up and yep. go again. The person that has, I think it's, um, get you get to like eight deaths or whatever, then the game is over, you count up all your points. So you have blood tokens, you're going to, uh, you know, score points off the weapons you've uh, gotten. It's a really neat game, and I didn't expect it to play the way it did, and that's why I think I love it so much, uh, because instead of just, you know, oh, I got to roll dice and, you know, shoot, shoot, shoot. No, you're going around trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to be clever with this? And yeah. I know I'm going to take some wounds, but how can I inflict wounds on each of my opponents? And then you sort of uh, try to get one opponent out of there. Oh, it's so good, so underrated, and it plays in about an hour, folks. Really fantastic game. It's on sale now, fun game. That's our number six adrenaline yep you are right this is definitely on my must play someday at a convention list because you mentioned it's area control but you better bleed it's area control in terms of how much damage do you put on your opponents you know when somebody goes down who did the most damage that is such a cool new twist and it's from cge so you know it's really wonderfully euroy and elegant um you know capturing all the feels of old school doom or quake but with like really bright vibrant colorful um components yeah. Oh man. So oh good. man. I. I. This is definitely high on my must play before I die list. And I'm wondering where is the um co-op and solo and AI automa expansion yeah. for this? And that that's why I'm so bummed it's been underrated because I know if more people played it and when you just start putting it out there, yes, I'm. It could totally be done co-op or you know with a solo AI, but. It just doesn't get as much love as yeah. it should. So, hope, folks, go buy your copies. There was some and, love. You can pick yeah. it up for not too much, and it's exactly. definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's move on. That Sweet. was number six. Okay. So what else we got? Well, let's talk then about number five on the list, Merchants of the Dark Road. 
Ooh, yes, nice yes, which choice. I just realized I did a typo and said dark roads. No, there's one road. One dark road is what the merchants <laughs> are on in um, this this game kind of defies description. Honestly, I don't even know where to start when describing it. Um, there are so many interlocked mechanisms. It's from designer Brian Schur, who is kind of an up-and-comer and who is known for always doing really interesting, offbeat, quirky stuff. It has amazing um, Andrew Bosley presentation throughout. But this is a very crunchy game. I guess more than anything else, you'd have to call it a rondelle game. Because yeah. every round, you've got these cool little... You've got your merchant wagons, and you're moving around the square of the city, you know, moving a certain number of steps clockwise, like any good Rondell game, and then visiting one of the different places in the city. Every place you could end at gives you one of, or two different buildings you could choose from, and you are trying to get the right goods, to, um, you know, fulfill the right contracts, to um, make the right people happy, and there's, you're going to go around and around a certain number of times, trying to get your little personal grid of space filled up to the max, but also finding travel who would like to hitch a ride in your caravan because before too long, you're going to stop going around and around in circles in that rondelle and instead you're going to hit the dark road, which means you're going to make a delivery of all the stuff you've collected and maybe, uh, hopefully, some of the people who said, hey, I'll hitch a ride on your wagon. But it's not just NPCs that hitch a ride on your wagon. Other players do too. If a lot of players can see, oh, you're building up for, I can't remember the name of the villages, but, you know, Thistledown, you, you clearly are going to go for there. You know what? Maybe I want to get some contract stuff for Thistledown as well, and say that I'm going to join your caravan. Because whoever is the lead player um, kicks it off, um, and also has to be the first to face the danger of the dark road. Because um, once you're left the safety of the of the market behind, uh, you go through a series of, hey, draw cards, have encounters, depending on how much you can protect yourself uh, or run away, or all kinds of things, you have all sorts of things to deal with. And anybody, any other player who decided to tag along with you, now they've got to deal with those problems too. But uh, you'll survive all that stuff, maybe losing some things along the way to bandits, but you eventually make it to whatever village you needed to go to, make your deliveries, score big points, upgrade like crazy. There are so many different ways you can upgrade in this game. And all of it is driven by this rondelle and also a very, very cool cube management system where, um, or I'm not cubes, dice, where uh, you roll these dice, you have them, and you start locking them into different action slots on your wagon. But then once you use them, they move up to another one and they kind of, you have to create this like little dice engine that's, um, you're always trying to juggle and make sure the right dice are in the right place at the right time. There's a ton of stuff going on. I think you can tell just from looking at the board, this is a big, robust, crunchy game with a lot of stuff going on. And um, I've only played it in prototype form. I would love to play the final version. I know the great Jeremy Howard of Man vs. Meeple, uh, me and him talked about it back in the day. He loves it to pieces too. I think it's just absolutely brilliant. Um, number five on the list, Merchants of the Dark Road. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I saw this uh, on sale and I was yeah. thinking, I bet yes. you're going to pick it because that Rondell, yeah, it's fantastic. And like you said, there's a bunch of things going on. I love what you uh, talk about that dice uh, uh, placement system, trying to figure out, you know, where they should go and exactly where sh- yep. what you should do with them. Really clever design. Yeah, big, robust game and great choice for our number five. Uh-huh. Now, I'm going to dial things back a little bit okay. here for our number four. Uh, this one is not as big or robust, but it's so cool looking. And it's one of my favorite designers, Phil Walker Harding. Of course. PWH, Cloud City. Now, the funny thing okay. is, I, when this came out, every time I saw the, the name on the box, I kept thinking Clown City. 
I don't know if it was the font <laughs> they used or whatever, but it kept looking. Doesn't it look like Clown City? It, just tell me, that, right? Uh, but it is Clown you've City. you got clowns and on what, the brain, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what this is is a tile placement game, but what you're doing is building a city, literally a city in the clouds, and he's got these 3D structures, right? Oh. I personally feel like Phil Walker Harding looked at his Baron Park game, the expansion specifically, the Bad News Bears, right. and he took that and made it into its own game. Because yes. if you played the uh, expansion for um, Bat- or I mean for Baron Park, you're building like monorail systems over the park. In this case, you're building a cloud city. You're trying to connect all these different um, uh, tunnels, or not tunnels, but walkways and stuff uh, between the buildings. And then uh, depending on how high you build, you're going to score points. And then uh, I think one of the variants, you have objective cards that you're going to try to complete. So this is, uh, again, classic Phil Walker Harding, where it's family and uh, family friendly, easily accessible. But there are ways to ramp up the uh, strategic depth through the use of objective cards and whatnot. And I mean, it just looks gorgeous. I, I just uh, that's why I'm super excited to give this one a shot. I don't know if you played it or not. Did you? Uh, no, run I through have this not. One? I've seen it. Okay. Oops, sorry. Yeah. I forgot. Oh, that's no on screen. I was just wanting oh. to look up, and uh, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna switch over here so we could continue talking, and then I was gonna yeah. come back to Board Game Geek because there weren't very many pictures, and I wanted to show it more in situ. And now I've yeah. got those pictures up, and um, here we come back. Oh, so smooth. Oh, there it is. Yeah. There we go. To get, just to give okay. an idea of the end result, because yes. those, yeah. Yeah, isn't that neat? I mean, it really looks like a little city in the clouds, as we can say. Uh, so I'm, I, I'd love to check it out. Um, y'all know, if you don't know, I am a huge fan of uh, yes. Phil Walker yes, Hardy, and um, I think this is uh, a, looks like a wonderful design at a f- affordable price as well. So that's why it's our number four, Cloud City, not well, yeah. Clown City. Cloud City. <laughs> it is definitely true. Phil Walker Harding tends not to disappoint with his designs. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and you're right. I mean, I loved those trams in the, the Baron Park expansion. And you're mm-hmm. right. I am certain either he was working on this and said, hey, I could put this into Baron Park. Or he did it for Baron Park and then said, hey, I should make this into a whole game. But either way, it does look yeah. very, very cool. I agree. Very clever. Yes. Okay. okay. Cool. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Well, then, let's. Move on to number three on the list. Another smaller, more modest game. Uh, and, uh, to get away from my big monster games from a second ago, let's talk about Get On Board New York and London, which nice. I yeah. have already played. I've done a run-through for this, and it is fantastic. Uh, it, it, this is actually a revamped version of Let's Make a Bus Route, which is a wonderful game out of Japan from publisher uh, Sashi and Sashi, I believe. And I had played Let's Make a Bus Route, uh, and it was already a very, very good game. Uh, but it was very, very hard for people outside of Japan to get their hands on. So Yellow picked it up for a wider release, rethemed it to 
uh, New York and uh, London because the board is two-sided. One side is the New York side, the other side is the London side. And I am so glad they did it because my original problem with Let's Make a Bus Route, it was a brilliant game about players um, competing on one common map to make the smartest bus route all over the board and uh, you know pick up the, the right types of passengers to get them to the right places and all that. And always dealing with traffic because we're in a race. If somebody else claims a part of a street for their bus route and then I come in later to try to do it into that same one, that creates traffic that I will have to suffer for. So it's a really interesting push and pull as we're, oh, I can see you're racing up there. Am I going to be able to get there via a different path? Or am I, okay, am I going to deal with the traffic or am I just going to try and find some other university to drop the students off and forget about going up there after all? Uh, so there's really interesting, you know, indirect interplay between players. But what made me so happy about Get On Board is the fact that they introduced the two-sided board um, is important because the original game did not work well for two. It only had one map, and the map was so huge that Jen and I found as a two-player game, we never went to the same places. It just, I mean, it was clearly designed with higher player counts in mind. But now, with Get On Board, it has a really cool retro 50s look to it, which I really, really enjoy. But more importantly, you play on the New York map, and it is tight, tight, tight. And you are constantly tripping over each other uh, trying to find the best route. Or, for more players, you can flip it over to the London board, and and that board pretty much replicates the original one from Let's Make a Bus Route. It's a super sharp game, and you might be forgiven for thinking, oh, uh, it's a uh, roll and write. It kind of is, except no, you will never have a pen in your hand because they replicated all the functions of a roll and write game with uh, little, uh, uh, what do you call them? The, uh, the little sticks that represent all the streets that you're putting out on the board. You're still writing, oh. uh, keeping track of all the things you're doing on your own bus route. So there is some writing there, but no roll and um, but there is flipping. I guess it is a flipping right, isn't it? It just doesn't feel yeah. like it because the big central board. You're actually making these real physical routes. And long story short, it's fantastic. Let's make a bus route was fantastic, and get on board. New York and London is even better, which is why it's at number three. Oh, nice, nice, nice. I, I played. Yeah, I played the original. Oh, yeah. Bus route. Really enjoyed it. Yes. And, um. So. Are you not writing on that central map now? You're just placing like little wooden streets then? Yeah, in, that's in correct. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, in the original cool. game, which I uh, was very, very cool that you had a central board that everybody was writing on. Now everybody has their little sticks so that you okay. can, um, that's how you mark which streets you're on and whatnot. Uh, okay, cool. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to this one. I mean, yeah, I love the original game. And um, then now that we've got this version, it'll be a lot easier to pick up. Yes. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on to our number two. And okay. this number two, folks, is one of my favorite games of all time. So it's mm -hmm. no surprise I would totally buy this again. Right now, Baseball Highlights 2045. Um, I am a baseball fan. I am a deck building fan. And this is, Mike, in my opinion, Mike Fitzgerald's, uh, you know, his uh, gem, uh, his, his, stand, his shining star of game design. Um, it's baseball themed but it's futuristic so it's got a little sci-fi flavor to it and the best thing about it folks you don't have to like baseball to appreciate this game my buddy daryl we play this all the time he's not a baseball fan i am and he he will request this game because the deck building is so smart mm -hmm. and you know as far as sports games i mean i enjoy watching sports but I don't, there's not too many sports games out there i mean you know i don't know football bowling basketball there's not you can't really think of any you know great sports games this is the one right here. Baseball Highlights 2045. Uh, you each have a, a deck of cards for, with players that have different abilities. You're going to play one of them at a time until you've played six cards. That's it. 
that's a complete game in the, yeah. of this. And so you play mini games. It's like a World Series, best uh, four out of seven. And the uh, the cards they give currency. They they you know move the base runners on the base paths, and then they're going to score runs. And then what you're doing between each mini game, the cards that you played have currency on them. You're going to use that to recruit free agents, and then send your basic players or you know the veterans or rookies yeah. down to the minors, which is basically <laughs> trashing cards. So okay. I love how thematic it is. And you know each different type. You have uh, robots, you have cyborgs, you have humans. They all have different abilities and different strengths and weaknesses. I like how you can combine them on your team. I love everything about this game. I've played this game at least 50 times in my lifetime. I, I could play it 100 times more. I will never get tired of it. It's so clever in this deck building. Um, you know, the, the one thing I will highlight is when you play a card in this deck builder, there are instant abilities that trigger both for you and your opponent. So there's a constant mm. back and forth. Mm. It's like a tug of war, and it's so cleverly designed, so smart. Um, again, even if you're not into sports or baseball, Highly recommend our number two baseball highlights, 2045. I, I honestly, I was going to say, I'm not surprised it's on your list, but I am because I thought for sure when I was looking through the list last night and I saw baseball highlights, the dice game on this list. Oh, I thought yeah. for sure you were going to have to uh, throw out its little brother version. Have you, you know played what? The, the dice game? I'm, I, can I amend my choice? I did not see this. I did oh, not even see yes. this. Yeah. I've not played this. I've not. I've I've heard people uh, liked it, but yeah. I haven't heard much about it. I've got to play it. So yeah, I need to update my cart. So folks, baseball highlights twenty forty five and the dice uh, version yeah. is going to be our number two. Just baseball highlights. Oh my goodness, the the, the series. Um, the series. Yeah, because yes. you want some rolling right action too. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow, I did not know that was there. Great. <laughs> okay. All right. You just cost me twenty six bucks. Thanks. <laughs> my work here is done. But yes. you cannot right. enter the contest, I'm afraid. Oh, darn. All right. Okay, cool. Well, okay. we have one more on the list, the number one. And this is one that, honestly, I suspect very few people have heard of. Uh, it's definitely, I mean, it is the definition of flying under the radar. Ruel, did, uh, when you saw it, did it pique your interest? Pocket Master Builder? Oh, I didn't see that. I've heard of this game, but I did not see this. Oh, interesting. Yep. Okay, yeah, talk about Oh, I can't wait to hear what oh you Oh my gosh, this game this. is so good. Now, unfortunately, there's no pictures. So, uh, let me go over and jump over to my video of it. There we go. And, um, oh, I'm just jumping all over the place. There it is. Uh, yeah, I recently did a solo run-through of it for um, backers of the show on Patreon and members mm -hmm. on YouTube. Uh, it has a great solo game, but I really fell in love with this, playing this with my wife as a two-player game. It is from, I might get his name wrong. I believe, If I recall correctly, he's a Korean or a Vietnamese. He's a relatively new designer, Wei Min Ling. I believe that is correct. And prior okay. to this, he has put out two of the best games I have played in years, Walking in Verano and Walking in Provence. Walking in Provence oh. made my top 10 of that year. It was so good. Whoa, cool. And this is his third game. And on the surface, this looks like a really simple straight... It's a... Basically, it's a deck of cards and some cubes. That's what you get. Uh, and, oh my gosh, it is literally... Hold on a second. Yeah. Oh, folks, I love walking this in Toronto. This is what you I, get right oh my here. Gosh. I've got yeah. it just off camera. I love this game wow. so much. Um, it's uh, basically a, a super tiny portable pack. I should not have pulled my ear out because now I can't hear you talking. I went off script very quickly there. Oops. No worries. I was, I was just talking about how much I love walking in Burano. So this I'm excited about. Yep. Yeah. So um, 
it's a it's a solo or a two-player game. Only those player counts, which means it's perfect for us. And um, we are all competing to be the uh, most influential in helping build up this particular city. When you set the game up, you've got a line of walls that will hold off the invaders. Uh, and then on the uh, left side and the bottom side, you've got really prestigious buildings you'd like to build. But at the beginning of the game, nothing is built. You've got a handful of cards, and these are multi-use cards. When you play a card out to the grid, what you're doing is you are defining a building spot for a chapel or a watchtower or an inn or whatever it might be. And you're saying, hey, someday one of us, me or you, since we're playing a two-player game, might ultimately build here. So um, when you put that down there, you can then put some of your cubes. You have a, a finite number of cubes that represent your workers. You can put them on the corners. And if you are able to jigsaw puzzle your pieces together such that the, uh, the, the sides of the cards have matching colors... That means if you put a worker in those matching colors, you get double yield from that worker. If you can't put them together, if you can't quite jigsaw puzzle together quite so well, you'll get lesser results from them. But what you're doing is, over the course of the game, putting these out, basically building worker placement spots as you go. It's Not only is it a multi-use card game, it's a multi-use worker placement game. Because we build the worker placement uh, board as we go, but that is also a representation of all the buildings we can build that we need our workers to do. There's a lot to get your head around in this game. And at first, it seems so simple. It has a really simple turn structure. Play a card, um, put some workers on it, and then potentially you can use those workers or workers you placed in a previous round to gather the resources to build that or some other card somewhere and then claim the points for it. On top of that, there's other things we're going for too. We're trying to be the first to fill in rows or columns, but only if we've managed to get our defenses up. Because if an invasion comes, you want to have invested such that, oh, I'll get the reward from the king for actually fighting off the invaders. And if you can see, uh, and, if, and I can see you haven't done it, I'm all the more reason wanting to fill up a given column rather than filling up more rows. But I might want to fill those rows up instead because ultimately you want to get the right buildings in the right positions because there's positional bonuses for having things next to other things or things far away from other things. There is just a ton to consider with every single turn. And the longer it goes, this is one of those games that just gets crunchier and crunchier like, ah, Ah, and uh, it's also very interactive because we're not building our own little fiefdoms here. Each player is contributing to this one common thing. And I might have been trying to save up to build that watchtower because uh, now I've, I just finally got the last um, stone I need so that I can get my level up before the invasion happens. But then you sneak in there and build it first. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do with all these resources now? Um, because we're running out of time. It's a super sharp game. It's also a lot of fun solo. If you're looking at this on screen, you're seeing a lot of cards face down. That represents the solo AI who just um, takes offline certain buildings you might want to build. And so it gets tougher and tougher to find stuff for you still to build. So it's great solo. Wow. It's great two-player. It's a fun, fast-playing game. Um, it was, uh, I think it made my wife's game of the month last month, the first time we played it. And I really Ooh. fell in love with it hard, too. And, I mean, nobody's heard of it. But, hey, um, meanwhile, back over here at Funnigan Games, you can get it for $10.99. Uh, if you like resource collecting, construction strategy for one or two players, and you're looking for something that just has a different vibe than anything else out there, you might want to check out number one on the list, Master Pocket Builder! Alright, wow, great choice. I am I totally want to play this game now. That sounds wonderful. The whole building the workers placement spots and, you know, um, just thinking of the designer's previous game, Walking Barano, I love that game, and um, this this looks fantastic. Cool. All right. Well, then, folks, 
That is it. And we have a question for you. Did you hear one of us say the secret word? What was that secret word again, Ruel? It was bowling. bowling. So one of us said bowling. And what you're doing is sending an email to contest at rado.com. Not with the word bowling. No. But the name of the game that either Richard or myself uh, spoke um, of during that time. So uh, send the name of the game and you'll be entered to win that uh, $50 uh, gift card from Fun Again Games. Which, as you saw, would be able to get you a few games off of this list, quite frankly. Um, Five copies of Master Builder. <laughs> yes, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Share with all your friends. Um, yeah. Right. Well, then that's it. Another one. Um in the can, as they say. Yeah. And, uh, Ruel, thank you very much for joining me. Those are some excellent picks. Uh, this month, I tended to be the cult of the new, and you were the cult of the classic. Uh, I think yep. that worked out really nicely. Um, it did. A wide variety of good stuff today. And yeah. uh, so thank you. Thanks to everybody who watched and comments and supports the show. And finally, thanks to sponsor the show, Fun Again Games. Have a very, very nice day, everybody. Talk to you later. So long. Uh, bye bye